Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Naked Pastor. The show is brought to you by Hashtag Audio. Hashtag Audio, you can connect with them on 082-806-9285 or offers hours at 011-475-1509. Email them at info at htav.co.za and uh, you can ask for Peter there. Hashtag audio specializes in total solution and multimedia projects, professionally integrated presentation systems in boardrooms, high-end audio projects, discussion systems, translation systems, and video conferencing systems. Welcome. Good evening, Robbie. You are yeah, Robbie, can you hear me? Hey, Wilco. Yes, I'm here, brother. I can hear you. Once again, thank you for joining us, everybody. Robbie, my friend from Pretoria. And as you guys can remember, last week we spoke uh, regarding uh, curses. And this week we're going to speak a little bit on the occult. Robbie, so I'm going to just go off the bat with you that you're going to do most of the talking. I'm going to ask questions tonight because this is not my type of topic. I don't have too much experience with the occult. That um, You okay with that? Yeah, welcome. I'm all right with that. Fantastic. So let's dive into it. How do we, as children of God, approach the topic of the occult? What is the occult? And what are we going to do about it? What do we do about it? What do we watch out for? I just want to give a shout out to Barney. Barney, thank you for joining us tonight. Nice to see you. If you've got a question, you can phone in or you can type the question there. Good stuff, Robbie. So let's get to it. How do we, as children of God, approach the topic of the occult? Yeah, you know, uh, Wilco, firstly, obviously, there is something like uh, occult and uh, um, a demon worship and stuff like that. It is real. And uh, currently in, in the world, there's all kinds of practices that uh, – uh, you know, will fall under the, the, the topic of a cult. But, uh, you know, if you read in Galatians, it's very interesting when the writer writes about uh, uh, things uh, and he puts a cult, he puts witchcraft in there. So let me read it to you in Galatians 5 from chapter 19. Okay. Let me just get there. He says, the works of the flesh are manifest. Now, in biblical terms, those of you who maybe don't know, maybe you're listening and you don't know what I'm talking about when we talk about the works of the flesh. Mm. It means it's something that you do uh, that, that is a human. It's, it's man-made. It's not something that is spiritual. It's something that is man-made. Uh, he says, uh, um, the works of the flesh are manifests, which are these. And then he says, it's adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uh, viciousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. And he carries on. He talks about a lot of stuff. But the interesting thing is he puts witchcraft in there. So what that says to me, firstly, is it's not as uh, spiritual as uh, uh, something like prayer or worshiping God is. You know, living a life of uh, worship is uh, living a life of obedience. Mm. Um, 
serving uh, Jesus is the most spiritual thing you can do. Okay. Yeah, so why would the, people? The, sorry, Robbie. So why would people go into the occult if if the biggest thing you can do, the most spiritual thing you can do, is worship Jesus, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Why would somebody be interested in the cult? Well, obviously, Wilco, because they don't know. Firstly, they they don't know that, and secondly, because uh, mankind, we are we are definitely curious you know most people mm. get sucked into uh, some form of a cult or some form of witchcraft uh, through uh, um, curiosity you know we're curious right. about the spiritual realm we want to know is there a, something like a spiritual realm can i see into it can i communicate with spirits can spirits help me uh, can I talk to the dead? Stuff yes. like that. Okay, so would you say there is a could be a hunger for power? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, the, one of the great examples is in the book of Acts, where there's this guy. His name is Simon, and yep. he's a sorcerer. And this sorcerer, it says that he was busy mesmerizing everyone. Everyone was just so amazed by his magic and by the stuff he was able to do. Okay. And then the, 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 the disciples came on the scene. And in particular, I believe it was uh, Peter that yeah. came on the scene. And this guy uh, started following them around. And he saw that they could do things he couldn't do. For yeah. instance, you know, heal the sick and cast out demons and stuff like that. And uh, he actually uh, uh, went to Peter. He said, please, you know, uh, uh, give me this power. I'll pay you for this power. I'll pay you for this ability. And yeah. Peter, you know, Peter gave him a good lashing. Peter said to him, you know, you, your heart is not right. You, you know, you, you, your heart is full of uh, bad stuff. And, uh, you know, you, you better pray that the Lord will forgive you for wanting to buy uh, his power with money. That's not the way we trade with God. Mm -hmm. But that, that there is power available is, is definitely so. So, Robbie, uh, just a question now. If we talk about uh, spiritualism, because we, we, this is what we're saying. We say the most spiritual thing you can do is worship Jesus, where, where do you put spiritualism, the, the, the whole New Age movement? What, what would that be? Yeah, look, uh, what it is, is uh, people uh, trying to ascend into higher realms of understanding, communicating with spirits, uh, stuff like that, associating with spirits. And obviously, you know, again, if we look at the Bible, uh, Jesus teaches us that whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. Mm, and whatever mm, you disallow on earth will be disallowed in heaven. Yeah. So you can uh, open doors, you can give spirits access into your life. But, uh, you know, it's going to be at your own detriment in the long run because these are malevolent spirits. A good example is from the book of uh, Samuel, 1 Samuel, yeah. chapter 28. 
it's uh, uh, Saul was was made king, and there was this prophet of God, uh, Elijah, that that had prophesied over him, and that had also made him king. And then mm-hmm. um, Saul, once Elijah died, Saul wants to know what you know what's going on and instead of having a relationship with God and just communicating with God because that's what prayer is you know prayer is talking to God yeah instead of going directly to God and having a conversation with God uh, Saul decide, uh, does the following it says in verse 8 he disguised himself and he put on different clothes remember he's king so now he must disguise himself and two men went with him, and they came to a witch at night. And he said to her, I've, I ask you to, uh, to uh, uh, divine unto me uh, the familiar spirit and bring him up. And, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, and I'll tell you who you must call up. So what he's doing is he, he's making himself guilty of necromancy. He's going to a necromancer, someone that yeah. communicates with the dead. And he says to this woman, listen here, uh, communicate with Elijah, the prophet, yeah. with Samuel, the prophet that yeah. has already died, you know? Yeah. And um, she she does that thing. And Elijah, uh, sorry, I keep saying Elijah, yeah. uh, Samuel, <laughs> Samuel the communicates, the prophet, he, he communicates from the dead with this woman. So, uh, uh, you know, there is... Uh, there, there are things like that, and it's very big in Europe right now. There are people who even use, uh, uh, um, uh, they call it healing touch or healing energy. They believe they yeah. can uh, heal people through a, a spiritual power, but they don't believe in God. So yeah. you must know normally what will happen in such cases. I've seen that with my own eyes is that it, there is a healing, but it is normally a, a temporary healing followed by something worse. Yeah, yeah. Because it's very fashionable these days. I mean, it's, it's, it's fashionable um, to, to, to go to necromancers, speak to the dead, consult mediums, have your tarot cards read, go to fortune tellers. And, and, and what we're saying, or what you're saying tonight is that um, – it's the Bible and what Jesus represents is very countercultural. So my question is, you, you used it in an interesting word um, that said you give access to. What are those gates that we need to guard? Yeah, well, you know, if you, if you listen to what Jesus preached, one of the things, one of the most important gates is your eyes. Yeah. You know, he says the eyes are the windows to the soul. So we have to be careful at the stuff we watch. We have to be careful to the stuff we listen to uh, because what will happen is it's going to influence your way of thinking. And when the devil gets access to your mind or spirits get access to your mind, it changes your belief system and that's going to give them access into your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that that's very popular also, you know, I can tell you is that people will say things like, uh, I've seen um, a, a small girl in my house, a small yeah. blonde girl in my house, or yeah. I've seen an old lady in my house. And mm-hmm. uh, I asked her, you know, who she is and why she's here and 
but she seems friendly, you know, stuff like that. So what, what spirits do is, particularly when I talk about spirits, now I'm talking about demons. What demons yeah. do is they, uh, they will uh, take on the shape of someone that lived previously in your life, uh, someone that you knew in the past or an ancestor, and they will take up that form and they will manifest themselves to you uh, uh, so that you can communicate with them. Because when you do that, what you're doing is necromancy. And yeah. the more you communicate, the more you become curious, the more they get access to your life, they get access to your realm uh, 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 of life. And their purpose is obviously to, to destroy you. Yeah. So I mean, when we live in a country in South Africa, and I'm mentioning that because a lot of our listeners uh, are listening from different countries in the world, okay, that we are just so blessed with the superstitions that we have, um, people born with the veil over their heads and uh, Freemasons and all of that. What do you say to a Christian that says, well, I don't believe in that? And we have that. We've got big church movements a couple of years ago you know that they set up a whole committee to investigate whether the devil exists or not <laughs> yeah well Wilco, you know uh, all i can say is you know if you've ever come face to face with pure evil if you've ever stared a, a, a demon in the eyes if you've ever seen someone who was playing with the cult uh, become demon-possessed and then see that demon manifest and hear it speak through that person and see how it's ruining that person's life. Uh, you won't wonder whether there's, a, whether there's a devil anymore, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, I know the other day uh, someone also said, uh, to someone that I've ministered to, they said to them, there aren't things like, uh, you know, spirits that can make you sick. And I took them to the Bible. I said to them, look here, Jesus prayed for this woman. She was bent over. Her spine was curved. It was a spirit of infirmity. It was a spirit manifesting yeah. a sickness in her body. So, yeah, I, you know, some people are in total denial of the of s spiritual things and uh, some others are also then superstitious, and they, 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 they tend to become too uh, spiritual. Eh? Yeah, too obsessed with the spiritual realm and and spirits and demons and stuff like that. So I guess there's a balance, but we mustn't be ignorant about these things because I'll tell you there are people uh, in in the occult and uh, especially in things that you've mentioned that operate in in powers. And they, yeah. they know something about the spiritual realm that many Christians don't. Robbie, uh, music. I mean, music's innocent, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, no. <laughs> there's, there's music that can, uh, there's certain music that people listen to, obviously, that is. Uh, if anything is blaspheming God, if anything is cursing God, if anything is insulting God, it's not innocent and it is not, uh, uh, it is, um, uh, uh, you know, it's driven by a different spirit. 
And mm. you should take care listening to stuff like that because listening to that is saying, I allow this. I allow this spirit to operate in my life. Also, yeah. a lot of people that meditate and astro travel, they will, for instance, put on a certain kind of a trance music and it will help them to get into the spiritual realm. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Robbie, I mean, we're touching on a couple of things. Let's talk about innocent stuff. Now, really innocent stuff. Stuff like Harry Potter books, um, the Harry Potter movie series, uh, Training My Dragon. Has that got any influence? Is there, is there, do, am I dabbling in something? Or maybe I'm watching The Exorcist, the movie. I mean, is there something demonic there? Uh, or is it just, you know, it's just plain entertainment? What I find, Wilco, when, when we're talking about this kind of stuff is, I mean, I like, I, I've watched, you know, the Harry Potter, some of them I've watched. I liked Lord of the Rings a lot. I watched all of that. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I liked what was, you know, what was uh, playing out there, you know, two kingdoms fighting against each other. I think that is a spiritual truth that we also need to comprehend. And... Uh, um, but if you look at things like, take, for example, Lord of the Rings, some of those uh, creatures, they were speaking in, in strange tongues. They were speaking in strange languages. Mm. And um, if, you've ever, if you've ever cast out a demon, you'll know that they also speak in strange tongues. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a... It's it's borderline. I think I think we shouldn't become too too obsessed with it. I know some people are horror movie fans. I, I mean, I don't like watching something where you know uh, when that demon manifests and that person walks upside down or whatever. I yeah. don't have issues with that. But when they start, uh, uh, you know, blaspheming God and breaking the priest's neck and laughing at the you know then then i say okay listen you're gonna you're gonna be um you're going to start believing that the devil is stronger than god and which is not true okay. so, so i always just try to warn people watch out for that and watch out for the superstition that comes with it like for instance uh you know uh they're not afraid of holy water they're not afraid of crosses and stuff like that yeah so tell me quickly, Robbie, um, pornography, or let me ask the question differently. Do the occult, does the occult have power? Yes, yes, the occult has power. Um, in the, I remember a few years back, I casted a few demons out of a young man that was in the occult and uh, yet three very different specific demons in him, in him. but uh, he was floating in midair when I got there. So, uh, and there was a cloud over his house and that cloud was when, when we got there, we, it was a clear, it was just turning night. Uh, and so it was like uh, becoming dark, but there was this cloud over this house. And when we, when I, got into the yard I actually saw that it wasn't a cloud but it was like a big cloud of uh, flies 
So huh. definitely strange things, strange uh, occurrences. They have the ability to, uh, their eyes change color. They have mm. the ability to, to mesmerize you. They have the ability to confuse you. Um, they have the ability to seduce you. They can uh, jump over very high things. Um, some of them can uh, leave their bodies and come into your house. Uh, some of them can walk through walls. So, but all these things come at a really expensive price. Mm, mm, mm. If you say expensive price, what do you mean by that? Well, firstly, I mean, you, you, if you die, you go, you, you, you got, you're going to hell, you know, you, 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 you've, you're, you're losing your salvation. Yeah. Uh, so for, for a temporary party trick, you are, you're paying a big price. And then the okay. other thing is, uh, you know, you have to do certain things for these demons to give you those powers. There's all kinds of uh, really bad, sick things that mm -hmm. uh, these people do uh, to invoke these demons and to get okay. these demons to um, possess them. And part, part of that is also in the sexual, in all kinds of uh, uh, sexual things that they also do. All right. So, Robbie, and then I want to ask you then, demons, can they be territory? Can they, can they have legal right to a house, the occult? Can they, uh, how does that, is it, is it, or is it just humans? Or? No, demon, no, definitely demons are territorial. So say, for instance, in a house, there was uh, someone that was uh, busy with the occult. There was someone that uh, um, uh, was regularly busy uh, doing rituals and, um, uh, you know, uh, conjuring up demons. Uh, there was a place where they maybe made sacrifices. Then uh, th that area that that house and uh, uh, the surrounding area is um the sphere where that demon will stay and where mm. he will be limited to uh unless of course he is already he has already taken possession of the person in yeah. which case he will just go with the person wherever the person goes mm. but otherwise he will be limited to that area yes okay so it'll be let's say some of our listeners know somebody, maybe themselves, maybe a family member. They have now opened some doors. They've watched something that's, they've allowed some of these demons to influence them through the gates, the eye gate, the ear gate, through their mouth, through one of their senses. And maybe they've gone, uh, they've had family in the Masons or, you know, they've moved into a house that is just, it, it's just haunted for lack of better word. Um, you know, maybe they've played like, you know, uh, board games like Ouija board or stuff, stuff like that, or had their tarot card, and they have actually given access, legal right, if, if you will, to the demonic in their lives. What can they do as a Christian? Are they now stuffed? What do we, you know, where do you go? Holy water doesn't work. 
yeah, no, holy, holy, holy water is not going to work. And I know what people like to do is they'd like to get, they like to get someone like myself or you to come to the house and then, you know, anoint the house with oil, uh, um, sanctifying the house unto the Lord and telling whatever spirit is there to go. And, uh, you know what, if we are filled with the spirit of the Lord, if we are believers, there's such authority, there's such power in the name of Jesus. Demons are so afraid of Jesus mm. that they will go, but uh, they will come back <laughs> because that's where they stay. So unless yeah. the person that lives in that house, uh, you know, understands who they are in Jesus and as and exercises their authority to say, you know what, I repent for whatever I've done wrong. I uh, confess it before God. And now, uh, because of uh, Jesus who died on the cross for me and became a curse for me, uh, in his name, I command every uh, demon, every demon that is hidden, every uh, demon that is, uh, uh, has accessed my life, that is in this house to leave and to never come back. Me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If they do that with authority, and they, they may have to do it a few times, because mm. it might come back and try its luck but if they just hold fast to that mm. they will they will definitely see victory Robbie before you pray for people regarding this I want to just share something from Acts in Acts 19 you got the seven sons of Sceva and it's, it's it, I want to connect with what you're saying because people phone you and they phone people other people like myself, you know, come and anoint a house, come and, you know, bless the house and all of that thing. And yet the authority actually lies with them because they are the legal tenants or the legal owners of that house or the new car or what it might ever be. And this, these seven sons of Sceva went uh, to spoke to a guy that was filled with demons. And they said, we cast you out by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Okay, and you see, this is what happened. Is you can read this in Acts 19 from verse 11, but I'm just telling it to you. And the evil spirit said to them, Jesus I know, meaning the demon understands the authority and the power and who Jesus is. Paul I know. Okay, so he understands that Paul had a revelation of being born again, of being full to the Spirit and of the authority that is on him that comes from Jesus. But he, uh, this guy of these demons asked these seven sons, who are you? And then he jumped on them, and this one guy beat seven oaks and stripped them all naked and had them, you know, run away there all naked. Uh, this I could fight. You know, this demon was went mull on them. But what's important is that Rather than causing fear to come on people, it had the converse effect. Because the scripture says, this became known both to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them, and the, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Not the name of the demon, but the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. And this is a verse 19 as well. I want to share with you. This is whether you like it or not statement. Also, many of those who practiced magic brought their books together 
and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. I, would, I didn't do the research how much that 50,000 pieces of silver would be worth, but I can, I can assume that would be a rather a large money amount of money today, 50,000 of them. That's also not just four or five books. It's a couple of, that means many, many, many people came to Christ when they saw what happened because the demonic acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. The demonic acknowledged that man can walk in that same authority. And the demonic, the, the demonic also acknowledged there that if you are not born again, you are actually just fodder feed to the demonic. Absolutely. That's so well said, you know, fodder feed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Ephesus was the capital. It was the, the sorcery capital of the world. That's why, you know, mm -hmm. if you read the book of Ephesians, it's a book that Paul writes to believers in, in Ephesus. And these guys were familiar with with uh, witchcraft and with divination and sorcery they understood it like you said they had manuals many many manuals and uh, um, that's why ephesians is also a very good book to read to understand you know your position in christ and in mm. this you know where you stand in christ you know i'd like to share with you a story about uh, a few years back 2018 we were having a conference it was called the Dreams and Visions Conference. And um, I mm. had a speaker here, a friend here from Russia, who is a seer. So he has the wonderful gift of seeing into the spiritual realm and seeing angels and uh, seeing, you know, the unseen realm. And I yeah. think if you look at the Old Testament prophets, it's, it's a blessing, but I think it's also sometimes a burden. Yeah, because it's you know the two the two uh, worlds become kind of you kind of kind of intertwined, and mm. uh, I remember that night we were ministering and people didn't want to go home and it was getting late and it was a, what, just an amazing night, and I got to bed about one o'clock in the morning, and just as I fell asleep, a witch appeared to me. Huh. All right. So the only thing I can say is it's hard to explain these things, but I believe what must have happened is she must have uh, uh, um, astro traveled. Yeah. But I could just discern through my, I was in a, I was between sleep and awake in that in between twin place where these kind of visitations normally take place, you know. And um, she was standing there and she was busy cursing me. She was also speaking in different tongues, but I could just s pick up, uh, you know, it's a supernatural way of just discerning and uh, understanding what the person is saying. But I could understand that she was trying to curse me with, with uh, sickness, you know, to, to yeah. die. Like, you know, put some mm -hmm. vex on me, put some bad sickness on me. And she was very, very angry at me. She, she hated me. She was so mm. mad at me. So I don't know what we did right that night, but clearly we did something right. And the, the only thing I did was I looked at her and I said to her, 
lady, I'm sorry to tell you, but if you don't have Jesus, you don't have power. Yeah. And you know what? She, she, actually, she actually understood what I was saying. She shut up and she left. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even have to rebuke her. I didn't even have to chase her out. Mm-hmm. I just said to her, you, you don't really have the power you think you have because you don't have Jesus. Yeah. And in Numbers 23, we spoke last, last week about curses. We spoke about this prophet and how he was a prophet for hire. And this king wanted him to, to, to curse Israel. And listen to what he says uh, in verse 23. Numbers 23, verse 23. This prophet, his name was Balaam. He yeah. says the following, and this is what we must remember. Surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and Israel, what has God wrought? So New Testament, we can uh, also say, you know, that um, people can try to vex you. People can try to curse you. People can try to do that stuff. And yes, some of them do operate with demons. Some of them do have uh, magical powers. Some of them do have abilities to really do things that will, you know, uh, if you if you don't know who you are in Christ, scare you. But if you know who is with you and for you, mm. and you know the power that is in the name of Jesus, you will not be afraid, and you will exercise authority over that spirit. And when the spirit goes, those people know that they have absolutely no power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but will you pray for people? Before you pray, guys, I just want to tell you, next week's show, remember, this is uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday nights at Central Africa time. And we're going to talk about getting unstuck, tired of self-effort and frustration. That's what we're going to talk about next week. So if you want to join us with that. Robbie, will you pray for people right now? Please, my friend. Of course, my friend. Of course, I will. So, uh, you know, I'd like to say to everyone listening and maybe those that will listen later, I just want to say to you, you know, if you've been, uh, if you've ever been in a place where you were curious and you were maybe dabbling in the occult, you maybe made a, a, a vow or a covenant to the devil, uh, you asked him for something, um, uh, anything like that, or you have family that you know were involved with that stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're, some people have been dedicated uh, to, to the devil even before their birth. There are some, some uh, uh, um, cultic practices where you actually give the devil uh, your children. So I just want to encourage you today. I just want to uh, motivate you today to um, just, you know, cling to Jesus, hold on to Jesus, and uh, just uh, know that if you see any kind of curse operating in your life, or if there's any supernatural activity going on in your life, in your house, know that the answer is simple. The, the, the answer, there is only one answer. His name is Jesus. Bible says there's been the name of Jesus is the name by which man can be saved. Only the name of Jesus. He says it's it's the highest name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. 
So every spirit knows the name of Jesus. Uh, you know, there Amen. will be some there will be some that will try to scare you. There will be some that will try to, you know, uh, test your authority and see if you really believe what you are saying. But I just want to encourage you that, um, you know, with Jesus, you are safe. He's your safe place. He's your rock. He's your refuge. So, Father, I pray for every person right now listening to this. And, Lord, thank you so much that you are the most high God. You are, uh, you are the only God. And every other spirit and every other uh, demon and every other power that uh, is trying to exalt itself above your name, we rebuke right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Father, I pray and I uh, declare over every person listening to this that every, uh, uh, um, every curse and every uh, um, weapon formed against them, that it shall not prosper. And Father, I pray, mm. if there is any uh, uh, hidden demon, any demon hidden uh, mm. operating behind a curse in their lives, that mm. it will be exposed in the name of Jesus. Mm. And we thank you, Lord, that your word says, if someone curses us, we must bless them. So, Lord, mm. whoever, if there's anyone busy uh, in the occult trying to curse any of these people, mm. Lord, we just bless them, we forgive them. And we ask, Lord, that you will have mercy on them. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord. The spirits that work with us are called angels, ministering spirits, sent yes. to those who have obtained salvation. Lord, I pray that you will give your angels instructions concerning everybody listening to this, that your angels will uh, uh, watch over them, that your angels will build a, a um, hedge of protection around them, and Lord, that they will be kept safe in Jesus' name. I also come against fear. I come yes. against superstition. I come mm. against any of that stuff. I thank you, Lord, that they will sleep peacefully tonight. There will be no visitations, no night visitations, no nightmares mm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is the Naked Pastor. This is your truth for tonight. Whether you like it or not, Every knee will bow to Jesus. Every spirit on earth, every spirit in hell, everyone will bow to the name of Jesus because Him and Him alone is the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Keep safe. See you next week. Bye-bye.